Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining in on my podcast, my evening podcast. This is Dr. Pearly Martin. And like I said earlier, today, today is still another good day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad that I am alive living in it. But today, I don't think I'm going to be before you very long. I don't know for sure. But I have to ask the question. You know, I have to ask it because I got to ask it because I got to know. Are you at odds with God? We're getting ready to dig into it because some of us are at odds with God and we don't even realize it. Yeah, we're getting ready to deal into it. But you know what? The good news is, is that today is another good day and we get to do what God say. All we do is just repent from it, get up and then just start acting on what we know. Today, we're going to get a new word. And the word is the question is, are you at odds with God? But we're going to pray. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord God. You said we're two or three are joined together. There you are, Father God. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for being here in the midst of us, Lord God. We we thank you for opening our eyes, for helping us to see what we need to see, for opening our ears so we can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, Father God. And, and Father God, we just come before you with an humble heart, and we hunger and thirst at the righteousness, Father. And we say, give us your wisdom to do what we hear so we can be doers of your word and not hearers only, Father. And we give you the glory. We give you all the honor, Father. We just repent in advance, Father. And our hearts are open. Our ears are open, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. So, I, I again, thank you guys for joining my podcast. It's Arthur Pearlie Martin, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Because you guys know we got to go in. We got to deal with the real issues in order to be delivered and set free. For who the Son set free is free indeed. Because you guys already know John 8, 32. If Jesus said to those Jews who believed, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. The truth is set free. We got to know the truth. We have to be willing to deal with the real issues in our lives so we can be delivered and set free from the lies that are in our lives. How many of you know that mindset strongholds are belief systems built upon things that we believe to be true? But really, if we think about the things that we believe and then we we uh, we uh, uh, measure it to what the word of God says, some of those things we'll see those things that I'm believing wasn't true because it's contrary to what the word of God is saying. Um, Go back and listen to my podcast talking about mindset strongholds. Are you stuck in your thoughts? Okay. But in the meantime, we're going to start today. Are you at odds with God? Well, what are some of the things that put us at odds with God? Well, we know definitely that rebellion puts us at odds with God. And, And what is rebellion? Rebellion is when we know what to do and we don't do it. That's rebellion. Um, we know that um, the Bible tells us, it says here uh, in, in 1 John 1 and 6, he said, so we, um, let's go 1 John 1, 5 through 7. And this is the message we have heard from him and announced to you. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. So we and I, we say that we have fellowship with him because again, the word fellowship, that means we're going to, we have to walk in agreement with someone to walk in fellowship with them, right? This Remember the Bible says, so how can two uh, walk together? except they both agree. What fellowship does light have with darkness, right? To to fellowship with God means to walk in submission to God because two cannot walk together except they both agree. 
So when we know to do good and we're not, we do it not for us is sin. So that's the sin that's equal to the sin of witchcraft because it's rebellion. Jonah had a word. I want to talk about Jonah because we know that Jonah was definitely at odds with God because Jonah was being rebellious. Jonah knew what the what the Lord said. Jonah one and one says the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amnitai. He told him to go to the city of Nineveh and preach against him. Because it's wicked, you know, the wickedness that come before him. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarnish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for the port. After paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed for Tarnish to flee from the Lord. Jonah knew what the Lord had said. Jonah was rebellious because Jonah, he had a word from the Lord. And he refused to do what God said to do. He was at odds with God because he was in rebellion towards God. How many of us have gotten a word from the Lord or we know in our heart that there's things that God has called us to do. There's places he's telling us to move to. But for our own reasons, we're saying no, God. And I don't I don't think that we really realize that we're saying no. But every time God tells us to do something, he's getting, he's unctioning us to do stuff. And we're, we're not, we're not doing what he say. We're saying, no, you know, we're doing just like Jonah. We're doing what we want to do. Jonah did exactly what he wanted to do. The prophet Balaam did exactly what he wanted to do. God said, do not curse the people. But Balaam was bent on doing what he wanted to do. Saul, King Saul, was bent on doing what he wanted to do. God said, don't kill everything. But yet Samuel was taking so long, so he went on and did his own sacrifices. You know, his own burnt offerings. And so the Spirit of the Lord departed from him. The, the prophet Samuel said, God was looking for a man who was after his own heart, and he's, he's, he's already prepared him. He wasn't looking, he said he was looking for, and he was talking about King David. How many of you have a word from the Lord, but yet you still bent on doing what you're doing? How many of us know what the word of the Lord says? But yet we're still bent on doing what we're doing. Rebellion it sets us, puts us at odds with God. It says we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness. We lie and do not live out the truth. Now, this is what the word says in first John one and six. Go back and read it for yourself. Then John three twenty one says, but whosoever practice the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen clearly that what he has done has been accomplished in God. John 8, 12 says, Jesus spoke to the people and said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And how many of you know that when we're not doing what God say do, we're not walking in the light as he is in the light. We're blinded. Rebellion blinds us. Rebellion blind the prophet Baal. He had a word in his mouth, but it wasn't God's word that he had in his mouth. He was blinded by rebellion. Rebellion blinds us. It keeps us from seeing ourselves. David did what he did. He had Bathsheba, your husband, Uriah killed, gave him the letter after he committed adultery with Bathsheba and he couldn't get her to sleep with her husband. So he could try to say that Uriah, her husband made her pregnant after he saw he wouldn't do it. He gave him a letter and told him to take it back to the, so the letter read, put him on the front line, but he was so faithful. He didn't even open the letter to see what it said. He had Bathsheba's husband killed Uriah. But David was, you know, he was trying to cover what he did. I don't know if he thought God couldn't see it or he forgot about God or, you know, and this is what it does. This is what it does. 
So he tried to he tried to cover. He knew it was wrong. That's why he was trying to manipulate and plot and plan and scheme. And and but he, but yet he I guess he didn't think God saw him. So God sent the prophet down to tell him the story. But the one thing that was good about David, because his heart was for God, he did repent. And Jonah repented too later after he went through all that he went through. And, you know, the, the soldiers threw him over the water. Read jo- um, Jonah 1 through, Jonah chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. That's what I'm getting just from about Jonah. But Jonah did eventually repent after God had prepared the well for him. He told the men, he said, throw me over. It's because of me, because I worship the Lord God. And, you know, he was running from him. They already knew he was running from him because he had told him earlier. And and, uh, so he was in rebellion. And how many of you know that when we're in rebellion, just like Jonah, the winds and the waves and everything and uh, everything around us seems to be going wrong. Nothing seems to be going as planned. How many of you know that sometimes when things aren't going your way, it could be because it's going God's way because he's trying to get you to go his way. He don't bless a mess. I like to tell people, God, life don't work right without Jesus Christ. Because when we're bent on doing what we want to do, we're not doing. We know, we know the word of God is clear on some of the things and we know that he tells us not to do. But we do it anyway. We even laugh about how we're running from the Lord. Yes, I know God has called me to be a preacher. Yes, I know this. Yes, I know that. But that puts us at odds with God. When we're we're living purposely, I'm not talking about ignorance because, you know, nobody knows everything. So there's things that we do in the ignorance, things that we just don't know. But even in that, God still convicts us and chastises, let us know it's something not quite right with that. But when are you at odds with God? Are you doing what you want to do? Or are you trying to do what God has asked you to do? Are we living contrary to the word of God? Jonah was living contrary to the word of God. He did a complete opposite of what God told him to do. He he heard what the word of the Lord was. He heard what he said to him. Are we at odds with God? Unforgiveness causes us to be at odds with God. Yes, yes, yes. Remember, go back and listen to my podcast about the unmerciful servant. But unforgiveness causes us to be at odds with God. We think that we we can just be at being uh, at odds with people. Don't just put us at odds with people, but it puts us at odds with Jesus. Because Matthew 6 and 14 tells us, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. Because who are we? We didn't die. We didn't pay for anyone's sins. Are you an unmerciful servant? After God has shown mercy on you, will you refuse to show mercy on someone else? Are you at odds with God? What is it that God is telling you to do? And you know for a fact that it's con- you're, you're supposed to do it or, or maybe it's contrary to what God, uh, contrary to the word of God, to the will of God and to the way of God. When I'm living a lifestyle, I'm not talking about falling down and getting back up. But when we're living a lifestyle that's contrary to God, it puts us at odd with God. And just like Jonah, we too are running from the presence of the Lord because we're running away from the word of the Lord. 
What has God told you to do? Has he told you to write a book and you didn't do it? That's being at odds with God. Has he told you to forgive that person and you refuse to? That's putting you, you ain't just at odds with them. You're at odds with God because you're not, we're not doing, when we're not doing what he asks us to do, we're not doing what we know to do, when we're not doing what he says to do, that puts us at odds with God. My question to you is, Are you at odds with God? It's not enough to be nice to the people in the church house. It's not enough to be nice to the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, my sisters and brothers in the building, and then I'm mean and and grimy to my family. That's not enough. Are you at odds with God? There's no condemnation because the good news is, is that today is another good day that the Lord has made and he has graced us and given us his grace and mercy is fresh and new again today. And all we do is just repent, which means to turn around and turn away from. Because when we're godly sorrow, when we're sorry to God for being at odds with God, when, you know what I, I learned when I wrote my book, Exposing the Devil Devices, um, how when we when God is telling us to do stuff or he's telling us not to do stuff, it's, he's, a parent, he's our parental guidance. He, he's our parental parent, right? So he's telling us these things not to keep us from having fun, which we used to think that's why our parents were doing it. But he's telling us not to do things because he's trying to protect us from the evil one. So when we read the word, when he say, I need for you to forgive, why is he telling us? Because he said, if you don't, then I can't. And guess what? Those demons are going to torment us. We can either forgive it or we can continue to relive it. And that's what's going to happen. Because every, that is an open door to the devil. That's an open door to, to give him access into our lives. We can forgive it or we can continue to relive it. Are you at odds with God? You know, our words put us at odds with God. How many of you know that? He said, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So when we're speaking words contrary to what God says, not only we're calling him a liar. Father, forgive us. When we don't believe what God say, we call him a liar. This is why he said, without faith, it's impossible to please me. You must first believe that he does exist and he is a reward of those that diligently seek him. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because when we don't believe God, we're not pleasing to God and we're calling him a liar. How many of you know that? That if so, if you tell me something and I, and I say I don't believe you, I'm calling you a liar. When we don't believe God, we call him a liar. Are you at odds with God? Being at odds with people Puts you at odds with Jesus. Are you offended at someone? Then that's causing you to be at odds with God. Because God said to forgive. In order to have an offense, in order to hold on to an offense, you have to have unforgiveness. Offenses don't come without unforgiveness. And you say, well, they hurt me. Well, really, it's not really even about you. It was really about how they were. Because the Bible says it's out of the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth speak. And whenever we take what other people do and make it about us, that's when we take it to heart and it becomes about us. And when we take it to heart, we. but really, Jesus said, look here, it's out of the abundance of a man's own, own heart that he's speaking. And so he's acting ugly and he's talking ugly and he's acting negative and he's talking negative because his heart is full of negativity. See, that has nothing to do with you. That's what's inside of 
of him and what's inside of him is coming out of him and the devil's using him to project it at you but for real it has nothing to do with you he's telling you what's wrong with him by what's coming out of him but if you did have a part to play say you sorry get up and move on but you don't have to be sorry forever you see, so the reason we're so easily wounded and the reason we're so easily offended is because we take how other people are and we make it about us. This person was having a bad day. They got in an argument with their spouse at home. They come to work and now they're acting mean with you. So you done took how they are and made it about you. When in fact, what, what they got going on don't have anything to do with you. But they're telling you, I'm feeling bad. Because that's why I'm talking bad. I'm feeling negative. That's why I'm talking negative. Because it's out the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth speaks. Guard your heart, therefore. Guard your heart. For out of it flows everything you do. Keep perverse speech far from you. Watch where your feet go. Keep your feet from evil. Proverbs 4.23 Therefore guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. Therefore guard your heart. For out of it flows everything you do. The issues that are in our life is coming from what's inside. If you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out your mouth. We can call it whatever we want to. But unforgiveness is unforgiveness. And there is no way around it. And when we try to justify our wrong behaviors, that's not good. Because all we're doing is setting ourselves up for the spirit of deception. And the worst deception, the greatest deception is self-deception. Whatever you do, don't throw your truth, your truth tellers out of your life because the people that tell you the truth are the people who really love you. The Bible says, Proverbs says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful is the kiss of an, of an enemy. That means your friends will tell you something and it may hurt you. It may hurt your flesh. But the reason the wounds are faithful is because it came from a good place. They wasn't telling you that to crush you or to break you. They was, they was telling you that so you won't, won't be deceived. You won't be believing stuff that's not true. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. You could, I always like to say you could tell your true friends by the truth they tell you. So I tell people, if you want a truth teller, I, hey, I'm a truth teller because I love people. Not everyone loves the truth, though. So you may get the phone hung up in your face a few times or whatever. But the greatest deception is self-deception. It's Proverbs 27 and 6. It says, wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Your enemy would tell you you are okay, knowing you are not, you are wrong. Uh, The Bible says, better an open rebuke. Proverbs 26, 5 says, better an open rebuke than love that is concealed. The wounds of a friend are faithful, but kisses of an enemy are deceitful. The souls that is full loss of honey, but is to it's to a hungry soul any bitter thing is sweet. To a hungry soul any bitter thing is sweet. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. It's better to correct someone openly than to say, "Oh, I love them. I don't want to hurt their feelings." It says the wounds of a friend are faithful. The only thing, you know what I found out that the only thing that's suffering is the flesh because the spirit is fine. You hurt my feelings. How many of you know that um, they hurt your, people can give you, only give you what they have. 
So a person who's full of negativity can only give you negativity. It's nothing personal. That's about them. It's not about you. They did what they did. That was their sin against you. It wasn't their, it was what was in them. It wasn't you. It wasn't even about you. They was like that before you was even born. It may just be your first time encountering them. But can you forgive them for being imperfect just like you? Because imperfect people, I'm not making excuses. I'm not, I'm, you know, forgiveness is for us. So this is why I talk about this because and, and until we uh, forgive it, we're going to continue to relive it. And it's going to be just like the children of Israel who just wandered aimlessly around and around in the same circle, in the same cycle. You say, but I thought I got past this. Where's this coming from? Here I am bringing this up again. Ten years later, I thought I got past this. When we don't forgive it, we will continue to relive it. The choice and the decision is yours, but unforgiveness holds you hostage. And who are we not to forgive when God has forgiven us for everything? Are you an unmerciful servant? Please go back and listen to that podcast. Are you an unmerciful servant? Will you give mercy to someone like God has given mercy to you? If you cannot forgive them for what they said or did can you to you, can you at least forgive them for being imperfect just like you? Are you living? Are you at odds with God? And see, what we think we can do is we think we can just be mad at our boss or mad at our spouse or mad at our kids or whoever and just keep it in that way well I'm not mad at everybody I'm just mad at them but what we fail to realize is that unforgiveness is like a poison and it will spread throughout your body you know that lady when you call on the phone and she was really rude and just mean and ugly and nasty and you took how she was and made it about you this lady don't know you it's not about you what happened was because she did not forgive the bible says a root don't let a root of bitterness spring up in you and defile many so because she refused to forgive her husband now she's not just mad mean and cruel to her husband but she's mean and cruel to the people that's at work you know, because the longer you hold on to it, it grows. Being bitter don't make us better. It just makes us more bitter. Everything starts with unforgiveness. Everything starts with the seed. The seed is within itself and it's going to produce after its own kind. So we plant a seed of unforgiveness. It's going to grow. But if we'll kill it in its infancy, we won't have to deal with it when it grows into a big tree. My question to you is, are you at odds with God? Jonah was at odds with God. Saul was at odds with God. We are at odds with God when we live a lifestyle of rebellion. When we live a lifestyle contrary to the will of God, we are at odds with God. For we say that we walk in fellowship, but then we... um, if we say we walk, we have fellowship with him, but yet we walk in darkness, we are lying. The truth is not in us. That's what the word says. That's what it says. If we say we walk in fellowship with him, but yet still live a lifestyle contrary to him, we are a liar. Because God is light and in him is no darkness at all. But there's no condemnation. I just wanted to ask Are you at odds with God? Do we have envy? Do we have unforgiveness? Do we have bitterness? 
Are we at odds with God? At that boss, at that passenger, at that customer? Who who have offended us that we refuse to forgive like we're God? Because none of us are. Are you the unmerciful servant? Because unforgiveness causes us to be at odds with God. And we need to check ourselves and just quit trying to categorize stuff and put it up under different titles. No, I'm not. I don't have unforgiveness towards him. I'm just not talking to him anymore. Come on now. No, I don't have unforgiveness. I'm just not dealing with him anymore. Come on now. Yes, there comes a time and a place where you might have to, the Lord say, block him out or do whatever. But you got to make sure that the Lord is saying that and that's not you having unforgiveness and bitterness in your heart. Lord, creating us a clean heart, renewing us a right spirit. Lord, allow me to see me. It's me, Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Are you at odds with God? I know we don't like to talk about unforgiveness because we like to justify See, what they did was wrong. But guess what? When we don't forgive, we we just is wrong because we're not doing what God said to do. And so the Bible says, whatever we do in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you at odds with God? Because when we're at odds with God, we kick against him. Saul was at odds with God. He said, Saul, the one Saul who named, who was Paul before he became name was changed to Paul. He said, why are you kicking against the brick? Are you at odds with God? Is your lifestyle contrary to who he is? If so, we're at odds with God. If we got unforgiveness in our heart and we don't want to forgive, we're, we're not just at odds with them. We offend God all the time. Thank God for his grace and mercy. But we grieve the Holy Spirit. We can grieve him. Are you at odds with God? If so, there's no condemnation. What is God telling you to do that you haven't done? We think it's okay. Yo, the Lord told me to write that book years ago. That's at odds with God. What has God told you to do? Yeah, Lord, I'll do it, but I'm, I'm going to do it later. No. When did he tell you to do it? That's what you need to do. Are you? We act like our time is our time. We act like that. the Bible calls that being boastful. That we shouldn't even really say, I'm going to do this or that tomorrow. We should be really saying if it's the Lord's will. Why? Because we're not in control of our time. No man knows the day, the second, the minute, the moment, the time or the hour of our death. We don't know this. So do it now while there's day. Work while there is day. In other words, go on and do what God is telling you to do while you're on this side. While you are awake. Are you at odds with God? When we're at odds with God, we're blinded because rebellion blinds us. Because when we're in rebellion, we're not walking in the light. This is when we start making all these different kinds of decisions, marrying the wrong people, uh, just doing stuff that's that's not right because we're not listening to God. We're just doing what we want to do. Just living our life. Say, yeah, I know what God said, but I'm going to do this. Hardening our heart, because that's what it does. Rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft. Why is this? Because when I don't care about what God say, then I start doing what I want. And then I'm exercising my will above God's will. And does that not, not, not make us a God unto ourselves? 
Is Jesus Christ the Lord of your life? Jesus said, "If why do you call me Lord, Lord, not do what I say? There is no condemnation. This is a teachable moment, and it's time to grow. I'm just, I just got to know. I just, just got to know. Are you at odds with God? Father, I don't know about you, but I'm going to stop here. I'm going to end it here, and I'm going to pray. Father God, I thank you today, Lord God, for showing me every year in my life where I'm at odds with you. And I repent of it right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, deliver us and set us free in the name of Jesus. Show us every year in our lives, Father, where we're at odds with you. And we we repent right now in the name of Jesus. So Father, give us your wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen.